Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by a lady who once got busy in a Carolina Panthers bathroom. <laughs> What's up, sir? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know I didn't know where we were going with that. Um and I So I'm also gonna, drink up all the Hennessy you got on your shelf. I'll I will have you know that as well. I will and I have, that is a fact. Um I am not one of those Carolina Panthers cheerleaders from all those years ago. Um that's the that's the version of the Carolina bathroom sex <laughs> that I like to uh to think about better um i'm a little i'm a little thin on the details of the newest incident of carolina bathroom sex and this is a really weird way to try to start the show <laughs> my name is sarah siders you can find me on twitter at sarah siders you can find the show at potadelphia well i also gotta say you know i don't know i don't know all the ins and outs of this story um but uh, you know, evidently, a couple of Eagles fans in uh, in Carolina decided to to celebrate the comeback win by getting busy in the getting busy in the bathroom. Hey, Same I mean, bathroom sex. You know, you gotta love it. I mean, it, if you don't want to have sex after that comeback, I mean, do you have a pulse? I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> your your football team season is now alive. You need to celebrate that. You know, it's all fleeting. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna find yourself a Carolina Panthers bathroom and just go to town. I don't yeah, care if it's shout out, just... you know, shout out to whoever was compelled to call the police on those people. Like you're doing the Lord's work there. I don't know. I mean, just it's I, I guess that's the right call. I guess that's the right call. We don't want to be prudes here, but but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, you just can't have that sort of celebration going on by the opposing team. In oh, your, that's yeah. You know, I mean, like that's. I guess that's the the long or the short of it. Who knows? <laughs> long I short. Up, I used up all my zingers uh, in the first three <laughs> minutes of this show, so uh, it's all it's all downhill from here. Um, so I guess I mean I guess we'll start there and talk about the Eagles game. Um, it's sort of you know look I expected the Eagles to win this game. I going into the week I thought the birds were going to win this game. I thought. Without Christian McCaffrey uh, for the Panthers, I thought the Eagles had a, a really great chance. I thought the offense, they got into a little bit of a rhythm against the uh, the Chiefs, you know, albeit the the softer defense. Um, but I just thought it was kind of going to all click in this game a little bit more than it had in the path, uh, past. And I just thought, okay, three losses in a row. It's time for a win. So I kind of was vibing an Eagles win in this game. Yeah, your finger has really been on the pulse of the Eagles. I My intuition has been wrong a lot. I kind of thought eh, it might be another tough week for the Eagles. You know, I, I just thought we might be entering the slog. Um, mm. But you felt good about it. And, I mean, in the first half, I looked right. <laughs> um, the second half, you know, the Eagles was a completely different game for the Eagles. But it... it as much as I didn't feel like defeated, like didn't feel like crestfallen after that Chiefs loss, I don't feel that elated after the win. I mean, I'm happy they won. You know, 
being two and three is a hell of a lot different than one and four. Two and three really, you know, gets me excited for this Thursday night game. And, you know, any opportunity to try to beat Brady is awesome. Um, so it really does keep me invested in the season in a more visceral way. But again, I, I wasn't, I wasn't pissed off when we were losing at half and I was happy we won, but I wasn't elated jumping up and down for joy. I still have such a hard time getting a sense of this Eagles season and whether I should have any, any hope of pushing for the playoffs. Well, you, I mean, if my finger is on the pulse of the Eagles, you, you should not have your hopes up for any chance of, of the playoffs. And, like, just check it now. We're going to lose on Thursday, and it's probably going to be by more than seven. So if I if I were going to bet that game, I would definitely take uh, T- Tampa Bay in that one. But um, I don't know. I mean, Tampa Bay's defense is, is a, a little banged up, and I, I, I feel like the Eagles can do some things on offense when – when they're trying or when things start to work out now, Dallas Goddard's on the COVID list now, or he's, uh, he's something with COVID. He's on, on a list that has COVID in the title. I don't know if he has, it doesn't have it. If he's vaccinated, I, I, I don't know. He, but he, I would think that he is not available for Thursday. So that's um, a, a big loss, a big loss for them. Um, and I just think with this, like this offense is uh, uh I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I think we're going back to tuna can. Think we're going back to tuna can? A little bit. I don't get the reference. I'm like sorry. The, the the like uh, the fl- like we we don't really. So the first three quarters were very tuna can. Like it was not. Um, like it was like okay, all the plays will go either five yards forward or thirty yards. Oh, oh, oh I see. To the side. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were reluctant to to stretch the field. And, you know, it was in the fourth quarter when it was, you know, things really opened up and they decided to really like go for it. Now, I don't know if this sort of conservative play calling, which it seemed like the Panthers were all over in the first half, is by virtue of. Is it a Sirianni? Is it a question of Sirianni's play calling? Is it a question of Jalen Hurts's inability to really do anything more complicated than that? Is it by virtue of a damaged offensive line? Um, like I, I just don't know what it is, but I really feel like we need to find plays that go somewhere between five and fifteen yards, as opposed to zero and five or twenty and up. Yeah. I why can't we have that passing game in this city? You know, why why is it always passing for two yards? You know, it's it seems to be I don't know how many different coaches we have that just love that either deep ball or who needs a running play when we can do a, a short pass. Um I think I saw a stat that Hertz was eight for eight in certain plays for five yards. Right. 100% completions, net gain of five yards. And what the hell are you going to do there? And, I mean, I'm going to put it on Sirianni just because of all the 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 headaches and the, you know, 
three-game losing streak and the miscommunications, you know, and just, I don't want to say he seems overwhelmed, but I guess I want to say he seems overwhelmed. It seems like a very conservative, a very simple uh, offensive game plan. And we really have, I, I think, a special player in Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. And he and Hurts have chemistry. I don't know what to think of Jalen Hurts anymore. I I don't know what to think of him at the start of the season, but I, I was optimistic. Now that optimism is beginning to wane a little because I'm not seeing anything special. Now, maybe he, maybe Sirianni's not giving him the opportunity. Maybe the opportunity is not presenting itself, but I haven't seen him go like extend the play with his feet to find the wide open receiver to, to make things happen on his own or add another element of it. But I, I really wish we were utilizing uh, Smith Pelly, Devontae Smith. You First do, one. You, you have to put a dollar in the jar or something. I do. I think I promised somebody something. Oh, a Panadolfia sticker. <laughs> Bust us. We'll send you one. Um, but Devontae Smith. That just sounds like more work for me since you don't have any of the stickers. Well, send them to me and then I'll for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, with uh, Devontae Smith, he, he's a really talented player. I want to see as much of the offense go through him until they take it all away from us. You know, like we mm. will beat you with our passing game, with this special player, and it, take it away, and then we'll run. I mean, Sirianni's trying with, like, 90% of the plays being pass plays or RPOs that are being elected to be passes. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I think the thing with Hertz is we need to figure out this season whether it's Hertz or the solution is somewhere else because you have this – there's a, there's a debate in my mind going on whether it's um, like the Brett Brown syndrome with Nick Sirianni, where he's just like, okay, you're the rebuild guy. Then when we're actually ready to try to win something, we'll get serious and bring in a real head coach here. Um, and I'm also kind of like, is that what's going on with Jalen Hurts as well? Is Jalen Hurts just – Okay, you're our quarterback now because we need a quarterback to play football. Um, and when a when a better opportunity arises, we're going to go ahead and 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 make that change because you know I, you know I was beating the drum preseason and last season and saying like, look, we got to gear up to make the move for Aaron Rodgers and like the way things are like unfolding right now you would actually have the collateral to make a move like that with, you know, with not saying that you would trade three ones, but you have, like you have things that uh, no other team has. Um, So if you wanted to make that move, you could now look, we could get into an argument, whether it's like, well, we need, we need, we have so many holes. You can't trade away that collateral. Like we need to actually use that to fill a bunch of holes uh, we're not a, like one player away from contending for a, a, a title, so that's ridiculous. But you know, I don't know that the other argument is is like, hey, how many Aaron Rodgers come down the pike uh, that you have an opportunity of of landing? And who knows if that's even going to be a possibility in the off season? Or you know, I mean, Green Bay could win the Super Bowl, and then Aaron Rodgers might say, "Oh, I want to stay here forever. I love it." Um, yeah. Or, or I mean, or there could be a a, a team that's closer to really competing for a Super Bowl that's 
one quarterback away. You know, the the Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. Well, why does Aaron Rodgers want to come to Philly? Outside of you no, know it I, being well, a great city and a great fan base, but I, I think we need a, a more complete team before we add that that final piece. And when it comes to Hertz, this really is his audition. Whether whether the organization, whether he wants it to be or not, this season is this season he's fighting for at least the chance to get another season. If the Eagles have three picks in what the top 10, maybe could be the top 15, whatever. They're going to have three first round picks. Most likely that's a hell of an opportunity to improve your team. And it all goes through the quarterback and with young, it, cheap, controllable talent. Yep. And you know, yeah. it's, I think, I think Hertz really has to show us something this year. And the, the guy just has found himself in a bad situation. You know, he came in to be the safety net for Wentz. We all saw how well that went. And now it's, you know, rookie head coach, a team in transition. And at the end of the season, who knows? Who knows what we're looking at next? And, you know, does it make sense? You know, the the Colts drafted Andrew Luck when they still had Peyton Manning. Now, that's not the situation we're in, but when there's an opportunity to improve the, the quarterback position or just improve your team, you have to at least consider it. I mean, you probably have to do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you, you brought up the three, the three top 10 picks and, you know, you look at, you look at the possibility of that. And I mean, you know, a big part of that is, the Eagles playing poorly uh, to keep their pick high. Um, Miami is struggling and, you know, the, you know, Wentz watch, which is, you know, something that we're, we're all kind of uh, tuned in here. And, and let me ask this because I was kind of, I saw some rumblings of this on Twitter and I was just kind of curious if you think this would actually happen. If the Colts don't w- start winning a couple of games, um, do you think that there's any chance that they would, not play Wentz, even to if he was the pick. healthy, to try to preserve the first round pick. I mean, that's like first round picks in the NFL are like golden tickets. Like you cannot lose them. I mean, I I think it has to be something they would discuss. Yeah, I think I think it'd be you should fire everybody in the front office if they don't discuss it. If it looks like it's going to be a lost season, and you have an opportunity to save your first round pick you have to at least consider it now it becomes a question of the message you're sending to your fan base you know the message you're sending to the rest of the team you know i forget how the hell exactly doug ended the season but the tanking the last game you know which you know screwed over um screwed over it was the giants we screwed over right Yes, um, we screwed the Giants over by essentially tanking the season to the Redskins. Yep, to so Washington football team. Um, I'm sorry. I, now <laughs> I need to put a dollar in the jar. A <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Tim Manning, says, absolutely, if the cult sucks, Wentz will be benched. Um, now listen, what happened in Philly when Wentz got benched? All hell broke loose and half the team got fired? 
I don't know. It's just kind of like a um, – would the I, league step in, do you think? I think so. I think if it be, if it's a transparent effort to save your first-round pick and to, to see Wentz at least tangentially involved in two forms of, like, open tanking two seasons <laughs> in a row, like, the league would get involved, I think. And I just don't think the Colts would do it. It's – it would be the smart play, but they they put a lot of faith in in Wentz. They said this is gonna be our guy, and yeah, it's 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 lost money. It's you know the the trade's over. You can make it better on your end by not giving up the first round pick. But I think I, I think it just sends a really disastrous message of we're tanking more or less, you know, we are, we're, we're tanking unless they have really a lot of faith in their backup who I don't know who that is, but I I think, I don't think it would go over well, but I think they'd be fools not it's to a, at least discuss It's that. a non-capable backup. It's like yeah. not even like a quarterback controversy, like anywhere remote uh, controversy for for a quarterback to, to so to no, play him to option to play wait him. For him to get injured wait for him to get injured it's gonna happen I mean, I mean that would be the thing right they would have the, if he were to in order for them to do it they would either have to say he's injured or he would actually have to be injured um yeah but I I, I mean that was a tough loss for the Colts on Monday um he certainly uh I, I like I thought they had the Ravens dead to rights I I would push all in on the Colts this week at home against the Texans, though. I mean, I gotta, I gotta think that they're gonna get back on on the right track. Um, so uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like, well, you want the Colts to be bad because you want that pick, but you don't want them to be so bad that they that they don't play. So it's kind of like you want Carson to be competent competent enough to keep the starting gig and just bad enough well, to lose the game. Carson played totally fine in that in that game Monday night I mean he yeah. had a he had one turnover but other than that he I mean he played really well uh in that game so there's just certainly no no reason to to point to Carson Wentz and say like well he's the reason we lost this game um anyway it's a it's like a fun uh it's a fun b plot for the Eagles this season to to kind of follow along it's not like uh there's it's and like always you could just turn on that Colts game and be like let me see what this storylines. And it's to. and it's such nice like Schadenfreude involving more or less an ex, you know, like in your romantic life, leave your ex behind, like just move on with your life, wish them well. But here, there's an incentive That's to root against advice. your ex. What are you talking about? I'm not talking about what human beings do. I'm not talking about what you or I may do. I'm talking about what you should do. You should move on. You should. We endorse scorched earth policy <laughs> uh, on Potadelphia <laughs> when it comes to your axes. Um, <laughs> um, Salt the fields. <laughs> and but at least in at least in this scenario, there's some real positives that we can can have by going scorched earth with our emotions. So. Well, and that brings it back to Jalen Hurts because you the easiest solution for the Eagles is that Jalen Hurts just works out. Like it's just it turns out he is the guy. He's like a totally competent NFL quarterback. You know, he I, I don't foresee him being 
a, a future MVP candidate or anything like that. But if, if he's someone that you can win with, I mean, you've won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. So, like, you don't have to have, like, the best quarterback. You just need a quarterback that can do it. And if it turns out that he can do it, that's the best case scenario for the Eagles. Young quarterback, under control, uh, salary that's not, you know, destroying, you know, half your team. You get to keep all these picks. So it, we really need to root for him. He's a, he's a guy you want to root for. He works hard. He says all the right things. It seems like he's a good teammate. So it's just really the best case scenario for, for him to just work out and, and him be the Eagles quarterback moving forward. It really is. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of reasons for, for us to want to see it happen. And simplicity is a is a great one. And also, he seems like a good dude. And you know, if if our quarterback problem is solved, then it's solved. We don't need to address it elsewhere. And you know, maybe he doesn't need to be a Donovan McNabb, but can he be a Rodney Pete? Can he be a Rodney Pete, but not a Kevin Cobb? So you don't think Rodney? I think Pete's I'm, I'm going to need more than Rodney Pete. Probably. I, I don't need McNabb, but I need more than Rodney Pete. Yeah, but the problem is. In at least the Eagles history, we have very few people better than Rodney Pete <laughs> that aren't like franchise quarterbacks. So, I mean, my the, my first thought was like Kevin Cobb. I'm like, if you can be like Kevin Cobb. And I'm like, Kevin Cobb like killed a rattlesnake and had one decent season. Like that was it. That was the Kevin Cobb story. So yeah. if you can give me Rodney Pete along with Holly Robinson Pete, we're, I, I think now we're talking. Yeah, I knew one of us was going to bring up Holly Robinson, Pete, um, because we should. And the we should bring up Pete. 21 Jump Street. Holly Robinson, Pete, is the best Pete. She really is. Sorry, Rodney. <laughs> she, like, it's it's not even in question. Oh, God. All right. Well, um, speaking of <laughs> jilted lovers. <laughs> 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 we move on to the Ben Simmons side. You know what's funny? We started, uh, we started this week with um me buying metroid dread and uh and you threatened on twitter that if the, if the philly sports teams didn't do something interesting this week uh it was all metroid talk uh this week and boy did did the teams deliver they did <laughs> they, they did they're like shit man we can't have <laughs> first off you're gonna have video game talk it's gonna be nintendo and then you're gonna do metroid for for an hour no 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 so uh <laughs> ben simmons to the rescue <laughs> Oh boy. I of all the twists and turns, Ben just like randomly showing up one night and going, I'm back was not one of them I was expecting. Has there I I I haven't been as like tuned in as I wanted to be today. Uh -huh. Has there been any statement from Ben's camp or just like I don't know what you're talking about? We're we're just <laughs> a little late. Like, has there been any statement or any spin or anything? No, nothing, uh, nothing from them yet. Well, so I, all right, well, let's, so let's back up. So yesterday the Sixers played the Nets uh, in a preseason game, in which we could just, we could also talk about the Nets. Um, <laughs> but there were, there were rumblings early in the day that uh, Ben was going to return. Like there were talks with Rich Paul and it looks like Ben coming back to the team was eminent and it turned like from what i've heard from different reporters and stuff it was that the ben simmons camp 
underestimated the weight of the fines as they added up. So it sounds to me like this was not a, okay, uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I, I want to come back now. It's, it's, you know, uncle, uncle, I give up. I, I relent. I have to come back. This is just an untenable situation for me to lose this money. Um, you know, it, it's just everything. It's just going to work out better for everyone if he, if he just comes back. So he comes back unbeknownst to anyone. Like, I guess there was talk about him coming back, but then he just shows up in Philly to get his COVID test and rejoin the team. Like, and I guess Elton Brand found out via a text message uh, before the game or during the game. It's like, hey, Ben's outside. Like, you have to go. You have to go meet him. <laughs> um, I also heard today that uh, Ben Simmons did not arrive via uh, Philadelphia International Airport. So he came in from he he flew in somewhere but it wasn't in the philadelphia international i don't know if it was newark i don't know if it was Atlanta. flying into atlantic city acy I, <laughs> I don't know um but he flew into another city and then uh got a car service i guess to bring him into philadelphia which that seems weird but the whole thing seems weird and it's it and it's fairly indicative that it's like Ben's like, let's just pretend this whole thing never happened or or whatever. And I'm not going to fly back into to Philly because I believe John Clark lives there. And, you know, somebody would have seen Philadelphia him. International Airport. I think so. I mean, that is his beat. If <laughs> if you need to know what's going on at the airport, John Clark knows. Um, yeah. But. Somebody would have noticed. Somebody would have been on the plane with him. And I think I need to do a Photoshop of like the Catch Me If You Can uh, cover with uh, <laughs> like Ben Simmons on uh, the Leo character and uh -huh. like, John Clark on the Tom Hanks character. But, uh, that's that's an idea <laughs> way too good for this podcast. I don't, <laughs> um, but it's a wonderful idea. It's but someone would have noticed. He would have had it seen. And yeah, that that can be awkward. But I mean, the whole situation is going to be awkward and you just like show up like no text like hey you have an agent you know how many times do you in life do you wish you had an agent to go hey somebody else handle this for me like i don't feel like having this conversation you talk to their people and then i show up and it's fine how the hell didn't that happen how the hell was he not prepared to to suffer the 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 fines you know, I think there was some talk of, you know, they were withholding the paycheck and the paycheck, you know, whatever percentage of his salary he was due to uh, receive exceeded the amount he was being fined because it was like, we're just going to hold on to this and we'll take whatever fines out from this. But how was he not prepared to, to miss the paychecks? Did his team just say, oh, yeah, you'll be traded no problem and let's tank your trade value? I don't know why, you know, uh, I don't know how responsible 24 year old men are with $130 yeah, but that, million. Dollars. No, I mean, I don't even, no, no, he could blow it all. It's his money. I don't give a damn. Like right. Ben, Ben Simmons could be living in a, a condo with but three trust of his me, friends. If I was living my lifestyle, I could have weathered a year long storm of, you know, 
I definitely could have. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but it's not even the financial preparedness. Someone on his team should have had a plan. I don't well, know. Well, they thought the Sixers were going to cave. I mean, like, that's honestly what it is. It was a game of chicken. The Sixers won. And we already used the show title, Ben Folds, but Ben folded on this one. And, you know, he caved and he has to come back. And now what the hell is going to happen? Is he actually going to play a game? Is he going to is he going to be the starting point guard next Friday night at the Wells Fargo Center? I, I mean, the season starts on Wednesday, and then their first game at home is the following Friday. What the hell is going to happen? I mean, that's what not going to be happen? pretty. Like I, and, he will, there, there will be deafening booze. <laughs> well, I, well, this fan base is not. You know, they're just not emotionally equipped to say to think rationally and say, okay, well, what is the best, what is best for my favorite basketball team right now? Is it, is it, to, is it, is it best for the Sixers for me to boo the ever living shit out of Ben Simmons, though it makes me feel great inside? Or is it best for you to just, I don't know, leave him alone, wait till he's traded he is going to get traded. This is not going to turn into like, and then the Sixers found some magic and they made a run and Ben's now recommitted to the city. It's just never going to happen. So he will 100% get traded. I would, I have no doubt in my mind. It's just a matter of how do we get there? And this is what I was talking about. I don't know, a few weeks ago where it's like the best way for Ben to get traded is to come back, play and be better. Mm -hmm. But it's also a, the way for him to not be traded at the same time. So I, you know, I, well, no, I think, I think your, your point is correct. I, the, the well is poisoned. The well has been poisoned. There is no long-term recovery from this. And I'm not going to, pain the poisoned well analogy i was trying to think like we're gonna get some like carbon tablets and we can make no i'm not i'm not gonna torture that metaphor but the the well some has been poisoned straws? we're gonna drink with, out of that well with some life straws yeah there we are but that's a that's a short-term solution but the sixers and ben and the fan base if we can can be up to the challenge which we won't be ben's gonna get booed mercilessly <laughs> should just act like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Ben Simmons, Sixer for life. You know, he's a part of our long-term plan. Somebody come and knock our socks off if you want him. Now, there has to be some sort of pretense that this could work out. I can't imagine that anyone in the league is buying it. But maybe people in the league can see that Ben is no longer afraid to take a shot. You know, or hopefully Ben is no longer afraid to take a shot, but it's, it's not good. It's I mean, not good. What, what would you only play him on road games? You, no, you have to try. <laughs> you have to try. Maybe, you know, there's something, um, we're not doing a penalty box tonight. So I'm going to sort of jump ahead. Who said that? Well, this isn't a penalty. This is a end of show weird thing. So whatever okay. we do, right, penalty right, box, right. we'll do a penalty box. We'll do a penalty. We don't have to do a penalty box. I don't care. We didn't even test the whistle, so I know you're full of shit. So, <laughs> you think this is the first episode where I haven't had the whistle ready at the beginning of the show? <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> but the Wells Fargo Center has a new um, policy in place, and I forget the exact term uh, they're Zero using. But it, tolerant. 
zero tolerance exactly and there's going to be a video before events start saying like hey no slurs you know it's a really low bar but let's hurdle it um but like make it an inviting place to play you that video better end with and nobody boo ben simmons like you don't need to cheer him just don't boo him now that would be met with a cacophony of boos um but you have to the the team ben and the fan base we have to fake it we have to fake like he's going to succeed here if he has any trade value i don't think any of it's going to work and i think he's going to get traded for pennies on the dollar but it, it's a situation we're stuck in then daryl Morey is not going to trade him for poor a poor return he they're going to get 75 cents on the dollar at least i i don't think he's going to let him walk otherwise he'll just keep him i guess i guess but somebody will somebody will make a good offer for him somebody will it will happen it'll happen i i'll, I'll trust because you he'll make your team better if your team is not in the playoffs he will make your team better he may get your team to the playoffs I want that as the Sixers' new slogan. Ben, he may get your team to the playoffs, <laughs> but he will make your team better. Like I, he I, will. Very few teams in the league that will. He would make them worse. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a matter of how much the the Sixers value him versus how much the the rest of the league values him. You know, we've talked about his defensive play we've been big proponents of like, give Ben time, support Ben. Clearly there's been a change in Potadelphia's tone, but I, I just don't know when you're at this standstill, we're, we're seeing it in hockey right now. And it's different with Jack Eichel, but everybody knows you have an elite center. Yes. There's health issues, but you have an elite center. He is available. And he wants out of Buffalo. Everyone knows it. And his trade value is nil right now. It will improve, Dave. You're right. It's going to improve. But for the short term, how we don't know how much it will improve. And it's not going to be worth his true value. That End of sentence, not worth his true value. Yeah, so, Steven here says, wait until a season-ending injury happens to another team and go from there, period. Try to make it work in the meantime. That's it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The problem is the try to make it work in the meantime. What does that look like? I I get that Doc Rivers and, and, and company can figure out the X's and O's. I mean, for God's sakes, they did it last year. They were the number one seed in the East. They, they know how to make it work in the regular season. The problem is how does this fit in with Philadelphia in my mind? How does this fit in with the Philadelphia fans and does that make it worse? It will make it worse. I mean yeah, it I've maybe Pat Burrell. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a someone win the fan base back. And Pat, the the Phillies Did Pat fans lose the fan base. I don't know. Maybe he was close to losing us, but Pat, we showed tremendous amount of patience with. You know, before Markel Fultz, um, before Ben Simmons, 
Pat Burrell was always my example of like people were really yeah, rooting yeah. for him to, to regain his form. But this is such a, I can't even think of another scenario, anything like this where somebody's town. like lost the fan base and then won them back. No, no I mean, I mean like I can't remember. I, I don't know. I can't remember a, a player being this, um, divisive to to this like to this fan like i i just i don't know i mean let's see we had lindros sit out for a year but he was prepared it's, to sit out for a year and he and he did you know hard to, like i just can't but that was like i don't know i i don't i don't know what happens from here and yeah the the best case scenario would be Play him, make the best of it. But everyone, every time on. he touches the ball in the Wells Fargo Center, the whole place boos. H- how does that work? How does the, how does a player function like that at home? Poorly, I imagine. I can't, um, I can't it, imagine like, it's going to like make him better. Or some people can make better. You know, the I'll show you. I will prove you wrong. They never believed in me. They never believed in us. That's a really common, that's a really common refrain. I mean, you know, with a certain type of athlete, Ben has not shown yeah, us that. Ben one. has not shown us Ricky Waters, Ricky Waters back for who, for what. For yeah, that's, but did Ricky ever regain the fan base? Although I think he did, it was just, but then the fan base, Turned on the the but coaching he didn't, like staff. come out there like th- and this is why it's so unique. Like players have made mistakes, but Ricky Waters didn't come out and like quadruple down on the comment. Yeah, like for an entire off season. I don't. It, it is like there are there are cases. Yeah, it's it's good. That's a good example. But to this degree, it's just it's hard for me to even wrap my mind around the fact that he's back. Yeah, I mean, well, he's let's back, at- and then but and he looks like an ass. Yeah. <laughs> like you've talked all this shit about how you are not going to come back, and then you just come back with your tail between your legs. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. They've already lost the opportunity to get out in front of it. Put out a statement. Put out a statement of, we took the wrong strategy. We were ready to move on. We're fully committed to the Sixers, even though everyone would know it's a lie. Just lie to us. But think of To. Remember the T.O. holdout and the the sit-ups in the, the yeah. driveway and all? He came back to play, and people like me at the time, I was like, pay him. Pay him. He was the most dynamic player on the team. But how long into the season before he and Donovan were fighting on the sideline? How long be, did it become T.O.'s a, a goner here? It's just a matter of time. And I can't imagine the situation with Ben going better. In fact, I imagine it going much worse. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about the Nets for a second. Okay. Um, and what's going on with Kyrie Irving? Because Kyrie refuses to get vaccinated. He cannot play or practice in New York City while unvaccinated, which happens to be where the Brooklyn Nets play. Um, and they're basically the Nets are basically saying, well, you're not pl- you're not with the team at all now. This isn't just gonna be like a 
when when we're at home situation, you're just a, you're just not a part of the team at all until you meet with yeah I don't know whatever the city's uh, vaccination requirements. Um, so there's a lot of buzz like well problem swap trade Ben for Kyrie. Yeah, how I does mean, that make you feel? <laughs> not great. Um, not great. It's. And it's a tricky area. I am firmly pro-vaccination. I think Philadelphia, we have made it abundantly clear that three of us are firmly pro-vaccination. But um, if the rest of the team, I don't know. I don't love it. I don't love it, but at least not being vaccinated seems like a temporary issue. And unless you know, Pennsylvania starts changing its laws, he'll be able to play in Philly, you know, and yeah, we, we play a couple of teams in New York. So there will be teams he can't no, play against. But... No, don't do this. Well, I don't Please want it don't to happen. Do this. I don't want some kind of uh crazy flat earther. Yeah. I just don't want, and plus, we here. I, I, Steve actually comes up with another another comment. The Nets won't be together for 15 games due to old assness, which is my one of my new favorite terms, old assness, uh, or brain scramble. <laughs> I don't worry about them a little bit. Nets are drama. We've said it uh, on this show uh, all last season. The Nets are drama, and uh, it's just not going to work out for them in the end with with this collection. But. Um, like I don't want I don't want Kyrie on this. I would much rather have a different collection of assets than <laughs> than than that. Can I just read you one comment about about sure. Kyrie here? That says multiple sources with direct knowledge of Irving situations have told the Atlantic that Irving Irving is not anti-vaccine, and that his stance is that he is upset that people are losing their jobs due to vaccine mandates. It's a stance that Irving has explained to close teammates. To him, this is about a grander fight than the one on the court. And Irving is challenging a perceived control of society and people's livelihood. Oh, God. Ten sources... foot pole. Go on. <laughs> Ten foot pole now. Yeah. Not even a little. Go on. According to sources with knowledge of Irving's mindset, it is, this, it is a decision that he believes he is capable to make given his current life dynamics. Kyrie wants to be a voice for the voiceless. God, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That is like like, in, like a quiet anti-vaxxer, which might be an oxymoron, I don't know, but a quiet anti-vaxxer would be a different issue than I am, I am the Messiah. I am, you know, I am to be sacrificed for the sake of all people losing their job for not getting vaccinated. So no, not even a little. I mean, I, I never like the problem swap unless it can be, it is a bad fit with this coach or this GM or something like there's a personality clash, but if it's somebody bringing real legitimate problems and illegitimate conspiracy theories? Nope, not yeah, even a little. Talk, we talk on this show about like how much we like to have p 
players on our teams that we actually like to root for. You know, it's like you want to root for Joel, like you want to root for Harper, you want to root for Hertz. You know, you don't want to trade for low characters, low character players, or potential criminals. Thanks very much. I'll be much happier with uh, with some high character guys that I can get behind. Um, but we're forty five minutes in. No penalty box tonight. Hockey starts tonight? Yes, tonight. The Kraken? The Kraken and Vegas are playing in just a few moments. It's 10 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, their game, I think, will be starting soon as a part Jeff, of a double. Fill my hockey Kraken. That sounds perverted. But, um, yes, hockey season is back. I'm so happy. Hockey is back on ESPN and on TNT. We have graduated to the big kids' networks. Um, so it's it's a really exciting time to be a hockey fan. Almost like hockey's a real sport again. Almost. Almost. They'll talk about it on SportsCenter even. I mean, it'll get bumped. But... Barry have is getting quite the bonus this year. <laughs> uh, Melrose is fine. I hate Boutergrass. Okay. I don't have time for it now. Find me <laughs> offline, and I will I will tell you everything that drives me nuts about Bucci. I will probably tag him and cite old tweets. Um, see, now that's just tempting to do. But um, the, the Flyers start on Friday. They are starting at home for the first time in God knows how long. Uh, against the Canucks, and it should be a compelling season. Um, when it comes to our division, um, I think it was Scott Hartnell. Uh, actually, I know it was Scott Hartnell on NHL radio said it's the, the best division in the league. I disagree that it's the best, but it's going to be the most competitive. When it comes to the Metro division, you have the Islanders, who I really think are going to make the playoffs. I I place a bet that the Islanders are making the playoffs. And you have the Blue Jackets, who are going to miss. And then you have everybody else. Those other six teams in our division really can finish anywhere. Your questions are how much have the how much have the Penguins and the Capitals been victims of age? You know. Is their window closing? Is their window closed? Typically, when I say this about the Penguins, that they're done. They win the cup. They win the cup. Yeah, I've written them off a few times, and they've won back-to-back cups. Um, you can't count Crosby out. You can't count Malkin out. But right now, they're out. They're injured. It's you know, There's going to be significant time without Malkin. And Crosby, it, there'll be a short time without it, but he'll be fine. He's Crosby. Um, Ovechkin is hurting. I think he'll be back. Um, I think it was Backstrom might not be around for the start of the season. So if the Capitals and the Pens are going down, that's a good thing for the Flyers. But how much are the the Rangers and the Devils improving? Are they going to take up those spots that the, um, the Penguins and the Capitals vacated? The Hurricanes are a very good team. Their goaltending still stinks. I don't know why they didn't address that. Dougie Hamilton left for more money or for more museums. I don't know. And he went to New Jersey. But if you like scoreboard watching, 
this should be a fun season for the Flyers because the Metro is going to be a meat grinder. It is going to be a really, really tough division and should be a lot of fun to watch. Um, so, I mean, like, what do you think? Do you expect, do you expect that? Like, where do you, what's your prediction for the Flyers? Like, where do you see them? I went, I went back and forth on this a lot. Um, I do think the Flyers are a playoff team. The main reason I think the Flyers are a playoff team is because of everything Carter Hart has shown me in preseason. Hart looks like him, his old self. Uh, I've said this many times, so forgive me that I'm repeating myself, but people like to say last season was Hart's first taste of adversity. That's just not true. It's his most, you know, his biggest taste of adversity on the NHL stage and having a, like, atrocious season. But pretty much when he's made a jump to another league, it's always taken him a while to get up to speed. But he's always done it. He's always shown resiliency. He's always been... You know, one of the best goalies, whatever league he's playing in, whatever capacity he's playing in. And everything I've seen this preseason has shown me that he's capable of getting back there with the NHL if he's not back there already. So Carter Hart returning to form takes the Flyers from out of the playoffs into the playoffs. I fully believe that. I think a lot of the young kids last year underperformed. Hopefully they'll... They'll step up to the plate and improve. I think that they will. But Chuck Fletcher covered his basis. He brought in veterans like Derek Broussard, Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel on the power play is going to be a thing. I think fans are going to like him on the power play better than we liked Ghost. He's going to be the most dynamic power play defenseman we've had since Timonen. You know, maybe even before. He's... He has shown something that I really, really love is that he's not just a quarterback who's going to pass or be set up for the very clear shot that everybody and their sister sees coming that, okay, now it's time for Ghost to take the shot. Yandel took a few surprise shots on the power play where he fakes the pass and just throws it on net. And there you get a scramble. So Yandel on the power play, I love I think the Flyers are probably going to finish second or third in the division. Okay. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we fell to fourth. I don't think fifth in the, the division makes the playoffs, unfortunately. I mean, behind the usual suspects, the Capitals. No, 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 no. The Islanders are taking one of those playoff spots. I think then we get the Hurricanes. Then the Flyers and somebody else. I don't know who else. I, I, okay. in my, uh, you think the Capitals could miss the playoffs? No, I think the Capitals are going to make it. I think the Penguins will miss. Yeah. But it's, there's just so many variables. It, there really is. I think the Devils are going to be better. I think the Rangers are going to be better, but how, how much better? But I think the Flyers are going to be better too. We've seen already Cam Atkinson's, you know, proclivity to, to shoot has, has gotten us results. You know, he had two goals in the last preseason game. He had a handful of goals during the preseason. You have a different look. You have a shooter on the team as opposed to just a d distributor. So, so what do you think, what, what is, what do you think the Flyers identity this year is going to be? Cause I know like two years ago we had this, um, like th everything was at the, everything was at the net all season long. It was just, 
we took like an insane amount of shots two years ago when we had that sort of like successful run to the second round of the playoffs. Um, that that's going to be offensive team. Are we going to be a, like a one nothing team? Are we? You know, I think, I think the goal is to get back similar to that um, team from two years ago, which was a really good team. If COVID never happened, well, a lot of things wouldn't have happened, but if COVID never happened, that would have been the best chance for the Flyers to win a cup in a generation. Um, but I think the goal is to get back there. Um, uh, Steve, who's been all over the chat tonight, uh, says more finishers for the Flyers equals 102 points. Hopefully. I think from, I think that's the right your neighborhood. fingertips to God's ears, right? Well, we're going to need to... We're going to need to score points if we fall into that that wild card because there are a lot of bad teams in the Atlantic and there's a handful of good teams. Those good teams are just going to dine out on the bad teams. But I think so we're no going to go... no more losing to Buffalo. No more losing to Buffalo. Nobody's losing to Buffalo. Maybe maybe the Coyotes and what will probably be their last year in Phoenix. I hope I'm wrong. But Where are they going? Uh, they don't have a they don't have a stadium next year, and all signs point to Houston. But that's way way premature, way premature. We want okay, them to stay right. in Arizona, but that's a different podcast. That's not this one. Um, oh, but the identity team is going to be built from the the back forward. It's going to start with Hart, and it's going to start with the defensive improvements. Ryan Ellis, provided he's healthy, he's missed three days of practice. They say not to be worried. I'm a little worried. But with Ryan Ellis, hopefully uh, Ristolainen on the second pair in a different role, the team's going to be a lot harder to score against. And if we wear them down like we did two years ago, and by the third period, we put a lot of pucks in net. Dave, you and I had a 10-game season ticket plan that season. We picked the right year, kind of, um, before the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Um, but how many games did we see where it's the Flyers look a little better? We're out shooting them. The Flyers look a little better. Ooh, I wish this game weren't so close. And in the third period, we put four goals in the net. Yeah, I could see that really happening this year. I think it's going to be important to keep our head above water until Hayes gets back. But once he gets back, it, I think I think there's a chance for something special. And I know I'm saying second or third in the division. I don't know if we beat the Islanders in the playoffs, but I think this could be a really fun team if things break right. But I think it, it's going to start as a defensively responsible team. I think the Flyers are going to be a lot harder to play against. And I know some people are unhappy with the preseason, but already in the preseason, we saw the Flyers were a lot harder to play against. They're a heavier team. They, they hit you more. They, they make it more difficult to score goals. And I think we have enough offensive talent that on the other end, we're gonna we're gonna put some pucks in the net with Cam Atkinson again. He scores on the the penalty kill. You know, we can get the power kill going again. That's always fun. So, last question here. I'm getting I'm getting some comments come through. What is your expectation for Cam York? Um, to to make a splash in the Lehigh Valley. Um, Not with the top club. Not, Not for a while. It's it's going to depend on how Yandel looks throughout the season. Yandel looked really good um, in the preseason. He brought a dynamic element to the power play 
that can be the difference between a, a win and a loss on its own. So, and York has looked good. He hasn't looked like he's impossible to send down. I think he's going to spend the majority of the year in the Lehigh Valley. I don't know. I don't know. Before, before we saw the preseason, I said, we'll be looking for Cam York around Christmas. Um, and I think York and Zamula are really going to be standing on the doorstep probably around Christmas, probably around Christmas, maybe January. They'll be there if we need them. They'll be there for a playoff push or a playoff run. But, see, now I'm talking myself back into them being part of the team because there will be injuries. So I, I think they're they're the first alternate. They're going to be, it's going to be York uh, probably before Zamola. I, cause Zamola, York watch. York watch. Put the binoculars down. I'll tell, the, I'll tell you when to pick them up. It's going to be a bit. He's not. This is not the year we sent Carter Hart down. And everyone's like, why did we do it? York can use some AHL time. And that's fine. The AHL exists for a reason. It's to get reps in. It's to get... <laughs> Dave, your pantomime is really distracting. <laughs> um, but it's to get the reps in. Marcel Mardiorio. <laughs> York will be up with the team this season. He'll probably be the first call-up, if not Zamula and... It'd be a good problem to have if if we don't have a slot with them. Um. All right, real quick, I got three minutes. I want to play with here. Uh, okay. John Gruden out as Raiders head coach due to some very disturbing uh, emails uh, from his past that have that have come to light. Not not even one of the two things I want to talk about related to this story, because it's obvious that he should have been removed uh, as head coach. My concern is, um, and this was going to be my penalty box. So I just want to bring it up anyway. Um, the, uh, the local radio station put a, a poll out. Uh, and here was the question. Many are defending John Gruden. Would you like to work for a boss with his views? What? That's the question. How is that the question? Go hold on, on. I'm hold sorry. On, hold on, hold on. There are two. There were actually two poll questions, right? Th that was one. The other one was: Should Ben Simmons have spoke to his Sixers teammates, or coach, or GM, or team president before just showing up secretly? Yes, be professional, or no, just come back. So I will tell you that the Ben Simmons poll was more lopsided than the John Gruden poll. So more people said, yes, be professional and tell someone you're going to show up before you show up, than said, no, I would not like to work for a boss that share the same views as John Gruden. <laughs> So am I, some am places I, just make me weep for our fan base a little bit. Make me weep for our society. Like 18, I, well, I'll just tell you right. 18% of the pollers said yes, they would like to work for a boss with John Gruden's views. 
Well, I, I, a one in one in uh, five chance of running wait, into someone who uh, identifies with John Gruden. Wait, not even identifies. <laughs> not even like I really thought it's gonna be like, oh, would you want your emails exposed? Your <laughs> yeah, no, no. freaking emails. Like, was, yeah, no, no. But then we're not talking our Slack chat. But also, just so you know, <laughs> none of that shit is in there. It's not like. You want to work for somebody who's a racist, homophobic <laughs> bigot? Like, you know, I really do my best work when I feel like someone hates me. You know, right. so I don't. How the would you like to work in working? I how I thought the second question was like, who should we fire for our new social? <laughs> who should we hire for our new social media manager after the last one got canned? Like. I, oh God, this is, this is not cancel co culture. This is somebody with the paper trail of being a freaking bigot at work on work's paper trail. <laughs> it's not like, would you like to work for a bigot? Like, <sighs> Sarah? Yes? Anything you'd like to plug today? I don't want to work for a bigot, but, but, um, uh, so I was recently a part of the Locked on Flyers podcast, but I have a horrible schedule. Um, I, I keep very long hours. I don't have very much flexibility, but I love talking about hockey. I do. I do. I do. I do. And not just the Flyers. And I want to talk about the hockey as much as humanly possible. So I am launching my own show. It's incredibly cleverly titled Sarah's Own Hockey Show. Um, it will come to you hopefully weekly, but no promises. It will come to you probably on Thursdays, but no promises. Um, it's something I'm really passionate about doing. I really want to talk hockey as much as possible. I want to talk broader issues. I want to talk about women's hockey. I want to talk about international hockey. I want to talk about college hockey. I want to talk about the West hockey. Coast teams. Yes. And uh, there's a standing invite for Dave and Gene. Uh, I know Gene is excited to come on. Um, so I hope it's going to be a fun show. I'm working on it now. The first episode will probably be next week, unless I get my shit together in the next couple days. But uh, look for it. It's Sarah's own hockey show. Uh, I'll be tweeting stuff out about it in the coming days. I like the irregularity of it. Like, it'll just pop up like a special treat in your podcast feed. Yeah, that's a yeah. nice way to put it. That's yeah. a nice way to put it's it. Like finding money in your pocket. It is. Right. It is. That... And <laughs> no money is giving up. That is all the time we have for today. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the Painted Lines on YouTube for all of your Philly sports coverage, videos, podcasts, shows, all the stuff. Paint Alliance has you covered. Also, check out the Philly Sports Alliance on Facebook uh, for more Philly sports coverage. We just got you covered wall-to-wall. -wall. All of your social media angles are covered except for some of them. Um, also, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Potadelphia. If you have any more time in your podcast listening day, be sure to check out the Whip Around for all the week's weird news. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. Uh, we'll have, um, I guess we'll be doing a Sixers preview. We'll be covering, uh, some early season action from the Flyers. We'll be checking out, uh, MLB postseason, which pff, Brewers, 
they're out. So uh, all the teams I hate are still in. So it's uh, it's uh, let's go Giants the rest of the way. <laughs> go Gabe. <laughs> You're the only source of light left in the MLB postseason. Um, so we'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, have a great day at work, everybody. We are out of here. Thank you.